0: Hello, I'm Ivana. And I'm Jay. And you're listening to Friends with Elephants.
1: A show for the cool nerd in you.
0: It is week nine, and I have a beef to squash with you, Jay. Oh, beef
1: it, please. Your fort is falling on my head, just beef it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, with this fort falling on your head, I hope you understand that I have a big beef with you. (laughs)
1: Yeah, oh, I'm sure you do. What okay. is it?
0: what the f- is up with you beeping the word f- which does not even count as swearing, and I just want to say it a million times over, When I was listening to our last episode, you were like, oh, you swore, and then I felt so bad, and then I didn't even swear.
1: I'm going to tell you something, first of all. You
0: better beep all of this. We
1: have <laughs> <rating>. <laughs> We have a G rating. (laughs) Second, you did say the F-bomb. So what I went and did is cut it out of the entire (laughs) podcast. And then because I had made mention to the swearing, I decided I was going to bleep your ass. But I'm going to (laughs) bleep all of this now. Let's do Mary Douditch.
0: Fine. I picked it this time. Our addition is TV superheroes who also... Are a character in a comic book series.
1: Okay. So live be, action. So hold on. It can be any character on TV who has a, who also appears in a comic book.
0: Correct. But they must be Ooh. a superhero All right. on the good guys. And they must be live action on television. Okay. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yep. Played by Sarah Michelle Gellar. Wonder Woman. Played by Linda Carter. And Kara who is also Supergirl from Smallville, played by Laura Vandervoort.
1: Oh, yes. This is very difficult, as I'm sure you know.
0: Yeah, I do. I gave you the biggest (sighs) gift of every man's wet dreams.
1: But it's really hard because, like, Wonder Woman is old now. so It's
0: Linda Carter Wonder Woman.
1: Yeah, I know. Linda Carter Wonder Woman has aged.
0: No, no, but, like, during her show.
1: Oh, like, okay.
0: Sarah Michelle Gellar as Buffy...
1: Specifically as Buffy and Laura Vandervoot, specifically as Supergirl. Yes. At that time in their life.
0: At that time in their life.
1: (gasps) Oh, man, these rules. Okay. Flat out marrying Buffy. It's favorite TV show of all time. I'm caught up on the comics. She's just the best and the most fun and the most down-to-earth human being on the planet. I want, yes, marriage. Who will I ditch? I'm ditching Vandervoot.
0: What?
1: I know. I know. It's crazy. But Linda Carter had it going on in the 70s. Not to mention, she just had a swagger to her. And the spin move. Yeah, it's got... Oh, Linda Carter.
0: I like it. Yes. I'm also marrying Buffy, obviously. How can you not? I know. She's just the greatest. Plus, those sex scenes. I mean... Oh, her inspired. If you haven't watched anyone. Buffy
1: yet, Netflix that like now. Mm-hmm. And if you keep hearing a noise, it might be my hair rubbing against the fort that's closing in on me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Uh. So I'm marrying Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Sh- Sarah Michelle Gellar. I'm gonna ditch Wonder Woman, Lydia Carter, and I am gonna do Supergirl. <laughs> And she's just so all American.
1: Yeah, that's why you go. Even Wonder though she's Woman. an alien, go with Wonder Woman. That's why. No, she's I Amazon uh, stamina. Uh, more than
0: the superhuman Kryptonian. Who? Who wants to nail an alien? I do. Apparently. Yeah.
1: How about these? Okay. Marvel's new Daredevil Charlie, who's played by Charlie Cox. Mm-hmm. Okay, on Netflix. Um. Deathlock from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., or otherwise known as Mike J. August Richards, mm-hmm. or Lou Ferrigno from The Hulk. And I would have chose Bill Baxby, who played uh, Banner, but it wasn't an actual Banner. It was David Banner, not Bruce Banner, and mm. David Banner never made the comic books. Yeah, So fair. you take on Lou Ferrigno as The Hulk.
0: Well, you just made... A very key mary Do ditch mistake, my friend.
1: All right. What did I do?
0: Not all of your choices are on par, so it makes my choosing of things easy. Who's not on par? Lou Ferrigno. The-
1: oh, my gosh. He is hes a beautiful buff man. Ugh. Remember, you last week you took <clears throat> a buff woman. Yeah. <clears throat>
0: That's what I think of when so, I think of Lou Ferrigno. Oh my, okay,
1: so the Ferrigno, who's a very sweet man.
0: He might be sweet, but I—you he's, are, he's, he's out. He's, I'm ditching especially green as the Hulk. Ugh,
1: oh, so then who are you doing then?
0: I think I might be racist against green. <laughs> I'm going to do Deathlock from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. played by J. August oh, Richards. okay.
1: I mean, he's a tall, dark, handsome man, but he's got those burns and cyborg parts. Exactly. Uh, what does that mean? What is it? What does that even mean? The burns make him
0: dangerous, which is perfect for the person that you want to do. He's also a cyborg, which means that he's like part machine, which I'm very curious about. <laughs> and and let's be honest, <laughs> oh who doesn't want to marry Marvel's new Daredevil, Charlie Cox? So it was like a no-brainer, just simply by who's the best, Charlie Cox, who's second best? J. August Richards, and who's third best, Lou Ferrigno, and you just, like, you have to pick people that are, like, on the same level. All
1: right, well, I'm flipping this around, because I am doing the Ferriggs. What? Yeah. yep. Yeah, no! Gonna, my racism does not see colors. <laughs> <laughs> but it does see machines, so bye-bye to Deathlock.
0: <laughs> You're racist against machines.
1: <laughs> and I'm gonna agree. I'm gonna marry Charlie Cox because you know what? Seems like a nice enough guy. He wants justice and he's like he can do backflips.
0: Yeah. It's kinda cool. It's very cool. It's time for a nerd battle.
1: Alright, do your best nerd battle voice because I Remember I trained you last week.
0: It's time for a nerd battle.
1: That's right. Nerd battle. That's it? You're not going to introduce what it is? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so last week we did the worst ever superhero movie. This, this week, I liked how open that was. And I have the best sequel of all time. So I thought maybe I'll ask you what the best sequel is of all time. And we can battle out that way.
0: I have an answer that's going to shock you.
1: From how this podcast started, yeah, yeah, I bet you could shock me.
0: (laughs) Okay, Uh, I think that the best sequel of all time is Evil Dead 2. What? It's the exact same movie as Evil Dead. Right, but better. They redid it on purpose because they realized they did it wrong the first time. Also, technically, the first, like, five, ten minutes is a recap of the original film, and then the sequel starts.
1: I agree. And it starts right where the last one left off, and then does the exact same thing with a different ending.
0: Okay, no, no, no. It does totally different things, first of all. Does Ash cut off his own hand and have a hand that's a bad guy in the first one? No. No. Who gets to have a chainsaw arm? Yes, but he...
1: He gets possessed in the first one for a moment and then flips himself back, just like they do in this one, just like they somewhat do in Army of Darkness.
0: Yeah, that's because that's like a thing that happens in all these movies. Okay,
1: but you're wrong because the greatest sequel of all time, The Dark Knight. Typical. Don't typical this. Look, if, if we're talking best sequels, one, it has to outdo the first one.
0: Evil Dead does that.
1: The Dark Knight does that. I, to, I'll
0: give you that. Both movies outdo their predecessors.
1: Two, you have to raise the bar. Give them something they're not expecting. Give them something, give us something that is different. In The Dark Knight, we get the Joker.
0: Except that with Evil Dead 2, we also up the ante and in a new and unexpected ways, in much the same way, but with a different twist because like Dark Knight it's like more of the same it's like the first movie even darker it's like the first movie even more action it's like it like totally does the upting the ante but all in the same trajectory that it was originally going whereas with Evil Dead the first one what happened was it was a lot more campy and funny than they had originally intended the script to be but they realized that they had this following of fans and that the movie was actually kinda funny so they thought wait a minute let's do this better So it ups the ante by being intentionally funny.
1: You don't need to call it classic with The Dark Knight. You have these real questions of morality that the Joker is throwing at the city. You have an ending that even if you're not a superhero fan, you're sitting there biting your nails wondering, are the civilians going to press the detonator? Right there blows up what is a superhero film and makes it something more. Makes it something different. It is it is literally a crime film.
0: Ash will go down in history as being one of the most legendary superheroes of all time. And he's not even a real superhero. He was in a horror movie. And then suddenly it becomes this campy, fun, cult classic. And then Army of Darkness ups the ante even more.
1: Evil Dead does not transcend the horror genre. Me?
0: Are you kidding me? It is like... One of the first movies of all time to really put the idea of horror comedies on the map. It does transcend the genre. In fact, it made an entire new genre.
1: Christopher Nolan built this amazing story.
0: Basically, the story is like Tim Burton without the fantasy. Tim
1: Burton? This is nothing like Tim Burton. This is a psychopath who is killing cops, killing politicians. He doesn't care what happens to him. He is a genuine threat to Batman.
0: I know Evil Dead 2 is the non-conventional choice.
1: It's definitely really non-conventional because it's not better than The Dark Knight.
0: (laughs) I mean, if I was going to give it star ratings... It would
1: not get the star ratings that The Dark Knight got.
0: no, it's not as. The Dark Knight is also
1: a better film than Evil Dead Two.
0: I'll give you that. So, therefore, it's a better sequel. It's not. It doesn't make it a better sequel. That's not the form of the question.
1: You heard this podcast. She just totally said my movie was better.
0: No, I said it was a better film. Yeah, but you didn't ask what's the best, like, good five star rating film as a sequel. I think Evil Dead is a better sequel. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Earlier today, I found a very cool article that I sent over to Jay, and we thought we would chat about it a little bit. Penn State scanned 100,000 galaxies for signs of highly advanced civilizations.
1: Real quick, sorry. Highly advanced. Are we highly advanced? Yeah, yeah. yeah. People are highly advanced. Yeah,
0: we're we're highly advanced. So
1: something on par with us. Yeah. Continue.
0: They scanned 100,000 galaxies for signs of highly advanced civilization. Guess what they found?
1: They found it. They had to have.
0: They found nothing. What? Nothing? Nothing.
1: A 100,000 galaxies, nothing. Nothing. We cannot be the only galaxy. We cannot be the only planet.
0: So basically it all starts with this dude named Enrico Fermi. He was an astronomer. And in 1950 he had this sort of paradox that It's now come to be known. And he basically said, if the universe is billions of years old and if there are other life forms out there, shouldn't we have found them by now? Shouldn't they have found us by now? That's fair, yeah. And that's a pretty fair question. I mean, he said it in passing. He didn't mean it to become Fermi's paradox. And I don't know if I'm saying his name correctly, so please. Could be Fermi. Could be Fermi. Could be a bunch of things. But either way, basically the people at Penn State thought about this and then they thought about Freeman Dyson's assertion that um, any advanced society would produce mid-infrared ra- radiation through the use of energy for space travel communication, da-da-da-da-da. So we use mid-infrared radiation and we emit that in our communications like Wi-Fi, all those other things, uh, space travel. So we sort of so- figured that we could scan 100,000 universes For this radiation.
1: Okay, so the key word here is highly advanced because if they scan them and there's alien life forms not using radiation, Mm -hmm. there very well could be other life out there.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think think that we can – all we know from this is that there is mid-infrared radiation was not found in significant enough quantities that – ...pointed to a civilization that was advanced like us. There could still be advanced civilizations out there.
1: There could be, like, crazy alien elephants...
0: And they could even be highly advanced and even more so than us. And they're using different forms of energy that do not emit radiation.
1: Absolutely. They could have like energies that are safe for their environment. They're not killing their natural resources. Yeah. They could have figured out what we haven't figured out. But what you're saying is the energy to use space travel.
0: That we use. That we
1: use. They could not find any of that.
0: Not enough of it to point to a civilization.
1: Hmm. So what do you think of that?
0: It made me think that we could be the only alien civilization that's as advanced as us.
1: I guess it also could be that we're the youngest and still around civilization. Yeah. I mean, maybe, you know, they've been on Mars and they found out that there used to be lakes. and they... They
0: found actual liquid water.
1: Yeah. But, I mean... There used to be more of it.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. So they they maybe at some point there was life on Mars and now there is none but there is on Earth. Mhm. You know, Earth was next, the next planet that won the lottery. I don't know. I I just can't what's the point of all of it? I
0: don't know. What's think- it
1: doing if it doesn't have
0: does it have to Anything. have a, a point? I mean, does just do you have why to have, have a trajectory a... in I... mind in order to go somewhere? I just don't
1: understand why you'd have why a dead universe would just exist.
0: Well, I'm not saying that. I think for sure there's life on other planets. Right. I just don't know that they are like us. They might be more like our insects or our sea life. Right. Yeah. I mean, think about dolphins. They are crazy smart. But they don't run around polluting their planet. Only we do
1: that. Yeah, they're and they're highly advanced. Very highly advanced. And they have sex for pleasure. Why you gotta bring that up in this? I don't what now I'm thinking about sex with dolphins for pleasure.
0: No, ooh gosh. I'm not saying kind of I'm having se- I'm not saying
1: I'm having sex with the dolphins for pleasure. I am not having sex with sea marine animals, okay? Nobody is. is Nobody that, is. No. Nobody
0: thinks you're what having sex I'm, with
1: dolphins. But now all of a sudden I'm thinking of dolphins having sex for pleasure. I'm dolphins just, are smug animals. They are just the worst. Why are they They the rape way? things. What? Yes. Where did you hear that? No, it's not a hear. It is a fact. People sometimes who have gone swimming with dolphins... The dolphin has tried to have sex with the people. What? There's also a video on YouTube of a dolphin having sex with a dead fish with no head. We're... uh, we're, Dolphins are are the worst. Are we going to be
0: linking to that video? All I'm
1: saying is if there is a galaxy full of dolphins, I don't want to go there and I don't want to know about it.
0: And that's (laughs) enough of that.
1: (laughs) This week... For our movies TV segment, we're taking on Marvel's new Daredevil that's on Netflix. Hopefully you had a chance to catch at least the pilot, because that's what we're talking about today. Charlie Cox as Daredevil, the first scene alone. He comes out of the rain and he beats the junk out of a bunch of people smuggling crooks. Oh, I loved every second of it.
0: You know what? I really like the fact that you said he beats the junk out of people.
1: I am trying to keep a PG.
0: I actually think that that should be the new slang. I'm going to start using it.
1: Beat the junk? Beat the junk. He really did though. He
0: did. He was um those fight scenes in this show are phenomenal.
1: I haven't seen fight sequences this good since like 90s action movies. Mm-hmm. Because the thing is with action today you you have a over the shoulder quick movements uh moving fast it's a little bit jittery. And you don't really see things land.
0: Yeah, it's like the crow. It's like you go back to the art of fighting.
1: The art of... I like the way you said that because Charlie Cox 100% is fighting these guys in a way that is beautiful and well choreographed Mm -hmm. and gritty. Mm -hmm. And it's just for every action person, even if you're not a fan of Daredevil... If you like action, you're going to want to check out Marvel's new
0: Daredevil. You're going to... Okay, and now I have a little bit of an announcement for you. Another one. Announcement. Yeah, I have two announcements. Okay, the the last
1: one ended with a lot of beeps.
0: (laughs) This one won't. I think that you have switched me over to the Marvel Universe. Yes! Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, and you know what came out today? What? The teaser for the teaser of Batman vs. Superman. And it was so lame. I didn't even Here see it. Here is one bat suit. Here is one super suit. Nobody in them. End of teaser. Lame. Seriously, that's what Hot they Hot on the heels of the amazing Ant-Man trailer and everything that's going on with the Avengers. You're right. Come over to the dark side, Ivana. To the Marvel superhero universe, we will
0: never be able to f- fight DC versus Marvel because I'm on the Marvel bandwagon. How can you not be? How, How can I not? You're it's, doing is so I good. I have tried so hard, and you know what? I do ha- have a challenge for you. Challenge it. Not just for you though, for anyone who's listening and willing to take me up on this challenge.
1: Yes, if you would like to partake in the challenge that I know nothing about, be warned. I know nothing about this <laughs> challenge. It could be awful.
0: I want to... Because the only thing that keeps me thinking fondly of the DC Universe at this moment... Because to me, the Daredevil is the answer to Batman. Sure. I'll take the Daredevil any day over Batman. He's so much better than the Batman, but we'll get to that in a second. I want to challenge you to show me a Marvel superhero who can take on my love of Superman. Who is my favorite superhero Mm. of all time.
1: Who can take him and win?
0: No, no, no. Just like the way that I think Daredevil... Is better than Batman. Captain well, America. Really, Captain America?
1: Is the Superman of the Marvel Universe.
0: All right, I'm gonna watch those movies and I'll get back to you. But I, I wanna see, I wanna, I want someone better than Chris Evans.
1: I will, I'll give this some actual thought, but I would think that Captain America is pretty on par for. The truth, justice, American way.
0: Is he goody two-shoes? He's
1: very goody two-shoes, like Superman's supposed to be. Man of Steel.
0: Yeah, Man of Steel is supposed to be good.
1: Man, no, have you not seen Man of Steel? I have. Man of Steel, he kills someone. Yeah, but it's a bad guy. It, but he's Superman. He's truth, justice, the American way. Don't break the
0: law. Yeah, but he obviously breaks the law by being a vigilante, so how much can that hold water?
1: But he's Superman. He's not really a vigilante. Batman's a vigilante. Superman...
0: Anyone who takes the law Superman into their own hands is a vigilante. Superman a
1: welcome relief for the people of Metropolis.
0: No, at first they don't like him. When would you not like Superman? When he's the vigilante. That's why Oh, you're thinking have- Smallville. I'm thinking a lot of things.
1: Okay. All right. Getting back to Daredevil, though.
0: Daredevil!
1: So Daredevil, if you hadn't actually known, is about a superhero who is blind, but all of his other senses bring up this sonar so he can kind of see everything that's in the room, but not just the room, the building or the street. In fact, it's a very large city. The kind of... A couple blocks, at least, of the it's city. Not,
0: it's not just—I mean, he does have that whole sonar thing going on, but, like, it's more than that. It's all his senses are heightened. So, a um, bit of a spoiler, there is a scene where a female gets hurt, and he touches her back and listens to her breathing and feels for her—the breath and, like, um, her bones rubbing against one another to indicate—to see whether or not she has any broken ribs.
1: Yeah, he's amazing.
0: He's amazing. And he's such a good guy. He's and he's a lawyer. Wonderful. He went to school. He is book smart. He's so much better than Batman because Batman has a silver spoon, you know? He has all this money. He can buy all these trinkets. What does Daredevil have? He Came got, up on
1: the streets.
0: Yeah, the streets. His father was killed by gangsters on purpose instead of by accident with like a mugging.
1: Right. If there was one sense that you would lose. Mm-hmm. Your other senses would heighten, but you'd have that one sense gone forever. What would you choose? Taste. Taste? Yeah. I don't know how much more heightened your other senses would get because of taste.
0: Yeah, but, like, that's the... If I had to lose a sense... I mean, unless taste is off the
1: table... No, 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 no. It can be on the table because... As you know, in Daredevil, he can taste the air and know exactly what is happening. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: so maybe you would grow eagle eyes.
0: Yeah, or everything is just heightened a little bit. But, like, the benefits of not tasting, I think, greatly outweigh taste.
1: See, I like food too much, so I'm not going to be able to do that one. I think if I had to choose, it would be touch 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 i feel like if i wasn't able to feel things i may not be able to feel pain
0: yeah you wouldn't but then you could also get hurt really easily like your hand could be on the stove which is on and your skin is burning away but you don't feel it
1: i'll smell it though because my heightened sense of smell
0: yeah that's fair your other senses would heighten a lot because i feel like touch is a stronger sense than taste I feel like I would only have marginal enhancements.
1: And taste would be so wonderful because if touch gone, it would just, oh, food would be the best.
0: I'm so excited to give up food. First of all, if taste doesn't matter, I would only eat healthy. I would be the healthiest person on the planet. you just go to
1: the gym a little bit more.
0: Yeah, but no, but like, like okay, first of all, it's... Eighty percent what you put in your mouth and twenty percent what you work out with. You should work out and you should eat healthy, but you really need to eat. Like you cannot skip the eating healthy and just add more working out. It doesn't course, work that way. Yeah, you have to eat healthy.
1: But would that happen? Or if somebody's like, "Here, taste this chocolate," you you'd say no, or you'd just be like, "Whatever." I wouldn't taste the chocolate Pop it in your mouth because you can't taste anything anyways. It all tastes like nothing.
0: Exactly. So why would I put chocolate in my mouth?
1: I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Greatest diet ever. No taste. I came across a very interesting call for advice.
1: It just so happens we're in the advice corner now, so bring it on.
0: Cola Squid wrote a very lovely and long message, which I have edited into a shorter version for us today. Great. Here we go. I feel people are overly comfortable with talking about my size, even right after meeting me. I will admit I am a big guy. I have very broad muscular shoulders and a barrel chest, and in more recent years, a matching barrel gut. Big arms and hands, tree trunk legs, and the hair fairy has been overly generous with her visitations. Okay. <laughs> Lots of people right after meeting me feel absolutely free to call me whatever they like, and it bothers me, and I don't know how to say to them, stop. The things people call me are bear, which is the most popular, including grizzly and polar, giant viking, the second most common, Berserker Hulk Mountain Man, Wolverine, Shaggy Dog, Sheep Dog, Wolfman, so on. Man,
1: that is... People are calling people giant Vikings. That's... Yeah. That's lame.
0: Okay, and, and here's what I found more interesting. They have also said, Don't worry, he will just beat them up. He will protect us. Watch what you say around him. He's homophobic. You are very scary. I wouldn't want to meet you in the dark. Will you turn green and kill us all? You look like a poster boy for the Hitler youth. What? Those are pretty hurtful sta- oh, statements. Oh, my gosh.
1: I, I, wow. So well, he's asking. Really quickly. Sorry, really quickly. Yeah. Is he homophobic?
0: Uh, no. I read into it in the comments and stuff. He is not homophobic. He has absolutely no opinion. Like he's all for love is love. No big deal.
1: Okay, so that's a really weird one to call someone. It's
0: a really... Like, I don't understand what size and homophobia have to do with... Like, that
1: actually, to me, is... That's an offensive thing to say to somebody at all.
0: Yeah, hugely offensive. Yeah, let's
1: keep going here. That's
0: it. So he's asking, what should he do? He doesn't like being called this big guy. He feels really hurt when people start to make fun of him this way. And he says that people are overly comfortable making these assumptions about him immediately upon meeting him. And he doesn't know what to do. Uh,
1: well, I'll say flat out, I've done that too to people who are really, really large and muscular and maybe a little bit quiet. I, uh, I say it out of nervousness and not because I don't think the guy's a nice guy or something like that. But I say that about a lot of people. Mm -hmm. You know, I I usually, out of my nervous, awkward socialness, will say something about somebody who in appearance or something, but it's usually complimentary. I think
0: that when you meet someone new and you're trying to get to know them better, it's sometimes really easy to spark that friendship through a jovial making light of something about them that you think is not a big deal and that can bring you guys closer together.
1: I'm thinking, man, have you tried just saying stop? You know, you don't have to come across as – obviously, you're a pretty sensitive guy. You are writing into Reddit to ask for advice on this. Have you ever just thought, hey, man, you know what? I don't really dig that. Can you, uh, you know, calm down with that kind of stuff?
0: I think especially considering your specific problem in the sense of people are constantly making fun of your size – I think that uh, if I was in your shoes, I think the best thing you can do is say, I'm sorry, I just, I know it's dumb, but I'm really sensitive about this and I find this kind of thing hurtful.
1: Yeah, I feel like it's no problem to say something like that. Now, if somebody's saying you look like the poster boy for the Hitler Youth, guess what? That is somebody you're not going to be talking to again. I would ditch that guy. That's, That's a jerk thing to say. Yeah. So what would you tell Cola Squid? Do you think our advice was right? Uh, Or would you give him some different advice? And as always, we're going to make sure that our advice finds Cola Squid on Reddit.
0: That might be one of the greatest teaser trailers I think I've ever seen.
1: It was pretty amazing.
0: I have a feeling that we're going to have a female protagonist in the next Star Wars movie.
1: Kathleen Kennedy, president of LucasArts, was asked, who is your favorite Star Wars character? And she said, well, it's really hard. I don't really have that many to choose from. But that's going to change. Mm -hmm. Strong female characters coming
0: our way! I just, I can't wait. Did you see those practical effects?
1: Practical effects. A little BB-8 android.
0: Yeah. The
1: little droid who came in and like got a soccer ball. I and want
0: one so bad, <gasps> so bad. Oh, my
1: gosh. Of course, if you haven't figured it out, we're talking about the new Star Wars trailer. Uh, more like a teaser. It was only like 90 seconds, maybe not even that long. And it was just so exciting. And, of course, ending with Han. And Chewie. And Chewie? We're, We're home. home. Oh, you know, you just fist in the air and shake them like you just don't care. And so,
0: with that, I think that next week we should watch a Star Wars movie.
1: Let's do it. Which, uh, which episode are we going to watch?
0: One of the first three made, or the last oh, three Okay, in the I was series? like, hold
1: on a second. What are you saying?
0: Yeah, no, like, I don't know how to describe it because they're the first three, but they're the last three. So episode
1: four through six. Yeah. Which one do you want to watch? Tell our audience, Ivana.
0: I think I might want to start with A New Hope.
1: Start with A New Hope. So we're going to watch Star Wars A New Hope, and that will be our movie talk next week.
0: Please watch it with us.
1: Please. You got a whole week to catch up on it. Mm-hmm. Uh and that's it for today, folks.
0: Thanks for listening.
1: Yeah, be sure to tune in again next week on Monday morning. We'll have a brand new show for you.
0: And if you want to reach out to us and talk with us about Daredevil, Star Wars Anything advice. Geeky anything really, contact us at Facebook forward slash Friends Elephants.
1: Or friendselephants.com where you can find our email, which is friendswithelephants at mail.com.
0: We're also on Twitter. I'm at It's Ivana.
1: And I'm at Jester J. And
0: that is it.
1: That's it. All right. I mean, this is actually the nicest fort I think we've been in so far.
0: I, we put a pitchfork in it.
1: There's a pitchfork holding it up. I, I feel like we could go a whole night outside in this fort, like... Tent style.
0: Next week, hour long episode. No, seriously, we're not going to do we're that. We're not don't doing worry, that to you. Don't, don't worry. worry. Don't worry.
1: But we do have to get out of this fort.
0: Yeah. Freedom! <laughs>